Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. My name is Josephine Monberg and I am your host. You are now listening to the COVID-19 special edition of our show. Welcome to our podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of our podcast. Today I'm very, very excited because I am joined by Ellen Gelber, who's the CMO of a very, very interesting company called Reviews. And I'm not going to tell you guys what uh, the company does because I'm going to let Elon do that. But I'll tell you that it's really interesting and we're going to get a lot of insights about what's going on during or right now during COVID-19 and, and the different trends that we're seeing in the industry, all based on data. So I've given you a little bit of a teaser, but won't reveal anymore. And uh, before we get into it, Elon, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. So Elon, what does it mean to be the CMO at Reviews, and what does Reviews do? What's what's so special about you guys? So what we do is um, we took the power of uh, of our self-learning. Uh, AI, um, which is quite quite of uh, a unique breakthrough in, in in the tech world. So, um, what we do is we have a, pretty much a machine which teaches itself to analyze and extract consumer sentiment from uh, online quotes. Um, and what we do is we source through a lot of data from e-commerce websites through internal data like call center surveys and analyze uh, open-ended questions to understand what customers think about products and even features within um, a single product. Um, What we also do is since we are gathering a lot of data from publicly available sources, we're able to get benchmark data on the entire industry and run competitive analysis and compare products, brands, sentiment, um, et cetera, uh, on various industry and, and multiple languages. Um, the beauty of it is it's self-learning. So we only have to train the data set once and then it automatically evolves. Um, so this is why we are the first solution to be industry agnostic, language agnostic, and we don't need any humans to train the to train the machine, which is um, on the AI standpoint is is where the most money is thrown at. You have to get people to train the the AI, um, and eventually it's doing a great job, but it costs a lot of money to do. It. <laughs> yes, always more money involved when humans are involved. And you're the CMO at the company, so what do you do on a daily basis? So my, my main challenge is, is to educate the market um, and, and establish how we do it. No, no one actually believes that this is, that is achievable. Um, and a lot of people, especially in the retail and, and, and commerce side, um, they are all focused about things they know about estimators to consumer sentiment, like net promoter score, or customer satisfaction index and other indexes that were invented in order to give some estimator to what their customers think about their product or about their uh, brand. 
Mm. Um, and they also are aware of surveys and, and they know that it takes a lot of time and effort to run surveys. Um, so they do it once, once a quarter, once a year. Um, and they quite hesitate to, to, to realize that they can actually monitor the sentiment and, and the voice of the customer towards even specific features within a specific product. Um, mm. So, but once they, they understand that, that it's actually doable, um, then being a CMO is really easy because they are, the, the need is there and no one actually understands that it's achievable. And once they do, uh, the story is, is pretty much there for them. Mm, well, SAP clearly believes in you because we, I believe SAP invested in you as part of our startup uh, program, right? I called IO. Is that, can you tell us a little bit about your journey with SAP? And then I also know that you've been working with Qualtrics, which is a company that SAP acquired very focused on what we call experience management, all about figuring out what the human experience is and how it can be managed and measured by companies to better optimize whatever experience a company provides. So tell us a little bit about SAP's involvement and your partnership with Qualtrics just uh, quickly. So the thing is that uh, SAP actually came, came to us. They had a team that monitored our online activity and, and studied our technology. Uh, and they invited us to meet with their CTO. Um, and after they had a, a meeting with, uh, with Ido, our founder and, and, uh, and with our CTO, uh, Niv and, and Boaz, our, the CEO, uh, they decided that they want to invest in us. And since then they are in contact, constant contact with us. They're introducing us to SAP teams and customers all over the world. Um, and we're doing some joint partnership where um, SAP uh, is the leader and we enrich the data uh, SAP customers have uh, with, with our consumer sentiment and with our voice of customer solution. Um, and, and this is something that is done on a, on a daily basis, almost a daily basis with, uh, with our sales, marketing and, and um, upper management. Uh, and the Qualtrics part is where in, in investigating how we can use our AI in order to enrich and extract um, sentiment and topics uh, from call center and, and survey data uh, and, and offer another value to an additional value to the to Qualtrics customers and SAP's customers. Mm. So exciting. I'm so glad that we are partnering with you guys because this is really an area that requires a lot of investment. And I really truly believe that this is where the future is. So in the beginning of, um, of the podcast, I promised our listeners we were going to talk about trends and data and what's going on right now in, in um, our current global pandemic. So I think you've been looking a bit at different trends using your technology in terms of what's going on under, under COVID. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you're seeing? Yeah. Um, so because we are, have, we have a, a look at entire industries and we monitor hundreds of brands and tens of thousands of products within every category, we can get an understanding of, of what customers think 
uh, and how consumer tastes uh, change over, over this period of time. Um, and we do see a lot of changes, um, especially in the U.S. market where people are forced to not be loyal to their favorite brands. It, it's all about of item availability. People will buy whatever is there for them. Uh, you, you've seen, we've all seen the, the, the photos of empty shelves uh, on the market. So when someone goes into the, to the supermarket or goes on Amazon um, or other e-commerce websites, they buy whatever is available. Um, and what they are, what we see is that they are quite happy with, um, with brandless products. Um, and, and it's, and it's a trend going on. And what we witnessed is, you know, when people go on Amazon or, um, or on eBay or other online marketplaces, they buy it because, because of not the brand itself, they buy it because of Amazon's name. Amazon's customer service, the fact that you can return uh, items without going to a store uh, and, and they react fast. And, and we see new upcoming brands which are different. There are manufacturers uh, who decided to tap into voice of customer data, understand what their consumer think and, and what are their needs. Uh, and, and it's something that we see that the best selling products on, on e-commerce platforms are actually non-branded ones. Uh, and, when, and when we do calls with, with, um, with our customers and, and we explain to them what people think about their product, um, so there, there's always, um, there are two things that we always talk about. So one is when we talk about people in the coffee industry, everyone thinks that you know, the taste is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But we actually figured out that it's actually not even in the top five. It's somewhere between the seven to ten um, top discussed topics. And, and same for vacuum cleaners. You know, people think that it's all about suction power and weight, but no, it's actually uh, the hose length. Um, really? Wait. So I have to ask you if. Taste isn't the most important thing when it comes to coffee. Do you know what is the most important thing? Did you figure that out? Yeah. So, so we figured out. Uh, I've actually made a, a report for the top uh, topics in, in Q1 uh, 2019 and in Q1 2020. So, um, taste uh, wasn't even in the top 10 um, in, in Q1 2019. Um, it was under the most discussed topic was functionality, then ease of use, cleanability, design, and, and the quality of, of the, of the product. Um, and taste was only the 11th. Most really? Yeah. Um, I think this is, uh, this is revolutionizing the entire coffee industry, this kind of data. <laughs> and, and actually in, in Q1, this year, which is, you know, mainly the, the, it will always be remembered as the, the quarter of, of, of uh, the coronavirus. So there are a lot of changes. Uh, we saw uh, a difference in volume, in discussion volume of average uh, between 40 to 111% increase. So 
For example, quality is no longer important, but steaming and uh, and milk frothing is is important. It it's two hundred percent more important and in volume and sentiment because well, people are at home; they can't go to their coffee shop, uh, and, and they want to have like they want to have their cappuccino at home. Um, and so is the design. The design was the sixth most important topic, and now it's the 10th most important topic. Cleanability uh, is number three. Uh, and, the only, and the only two who remain the same is functionality and ease of use. Really? So do you, when you, you get all these uh, insights based on data, do you have examples of your customers that you've helped reimagine, or maybe not reimagine, but I guess replan their strategy for how they reach consumers based on the the data that's telling them how the consumer behavior is changing yeah so we work with uh, a lot of home appliances uh brands uh and they use our data in to to uh, understand the the trending topics what's going on what people talk about which keywords do they use how they phrase it, how they phrase their reviews um, and what they talk about. And then they go and do a brainstorming and come up with new products or make small evolutions to existing products and to their listings in order to improve and come up with better ways to improve their sales and also the consumer sentiment because a satisfied customer has higher lifetime value. Mm. Um, and, and we do see a lot of, of our customers who actually use our data, um, and, and the trend is going on specific in the, in the coffee, in the coffee industry, consumers shift into making coffee at home. Um, uh, and I'm not sure that it, you know, when people understand that they can make good coffee at home, some of them will continue, uh, <laughs> to do that and it will go less to coffee shops. Mm, so it'll be a more long-term trend beyond COVID-19. And we are, I mean, this podcast is called Industry Insights by SAP. So we obviously have a strong focus on industries. Do you have, do you see any specific industry trends that have emerged under COVID-19? Yeah, so we see a, a huge shift in, in industry, uh, in, in home appliances. People are you know, buying bread makers, uh, air fryers, uh, a lot of changes happening on, in the cosmetics world. Uh, we see a decrease, a, a, quite a decrease, which is a trend. Men are growing beards and, and <laughs> uh, and it's something that, that we see and we see a decrease on, in the sales of razors, uh, but an increase in the sales of oil uh, for you know maintaining the beard. Uh, on the other hand, we see a lot of uh, hair removal products for for ladies and and waxing mm. and so on. And, and we actually see some a lot of quotes saying that uh, saying that I will not go to the cosmetics you know to, to cosmetic shops again and to the salon again. I can do it at home. I can color my hair at home. Why should I pay two hundred dollars for for uh, you know for coloring my hair? Um, other other emerging topics are uh, work from home. So 
um, where I analyzed, uh, it took some time and analyzed the wireless headphones industry. Mm. And people are, you know, talking more about um, noise cancellation and ease of use and, and audio quality and battery lifetime because, well, they are, they are at home with their kids. Uh, they want to have some good noise cancellation to, <laughs> to make it work. Uh, and they and they use the headphones for much longer, so the battery needs to be, uh, you know, to survive for a longer time. Um, so industries and manufacturers that will understand that this is what their customer need and react fast um, will will become the clear winners of it. Mm. Um, mm. And also, I think that some of those trends are here to stay. Um, yeah. So when you when you get used to wireless headphones that last for for two or three days in a row, uh, you'll never go back. Mm. Uh, same for noise cancellation, same for audio quality, same for good coffee at home. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you. And I also do these uh, right now. I'm in interviewing various industry leaders at SAP, where we talk about how each industry is being impacted by COVID-19. But we also talk about how in the long term, beyond COVID, these different industries, their business models will be reimagined as a result of COVID-19 and also because of the acceleration of technology. And of course, I think that also has the same impact on consumer behavior that to your point, it might change under COVID, but if you look at it long-term, it might be a lasting behavior. So you already touched on this, but if you can, what would you say to companies, you know, on how they can use data to better prepare for the future beyond COVID-19? Can they start using, I mean, can they use the data already now? What do they do to plan for the future and a perhaps completely fundamentally changed consumer behavior? So, so what, what I think is, is, is actually a revolution that, that involved that is evolving uh, right now. So consumers um, understand that they can buy things online. They don't have to um, you know, go on call centers because call centers are not really available. Uh, they are less brand aware um, and, and they expect online service and they expect it right here, right now. Uh, and they don't want to, and when they return products, they want UPS to come and pick it up. Um, and, and, and it's going to change and it's happening fast. And these changes, uh, in, in consumer tastes, uh, will change. And they see that brands must evolve faster, release new products at a much faster pace than they used to. Um, but on the other hand, brands are going direct to consumer. And when they go direct to consumer, they have more data. Um, and, and trends are evolving fast, which is good for everyone because you don't have, you no longer have to wait six months to get enough data to create new product or, or to create decisions based on that product. Since everyone is buying online, they'll leave reviews online. And when you have online reviews, you can analyze them and extract, uh, the sentiment towards everything. And literally everything, even even small minute changes within products, and evolve your product, evolve your marketing, and those who will understand and talk in the language their customers uh, do, and and 
learn um, what their customers need uh, and evolve will clearly win uh, mm. and, and benefit out of this uh, this um, this pandemic. Um, and, and some will unfortunately go out of business. Yeah, that's the other reality. So it's really about right now looking at using data to look at what's happening during COVID, what's changing, but what is a change that's not long-term and what are the changes that are long-term and how do we navigate accordingly so that um, you can become a customer-centric business that's data-driven really. And I think COVID has really changed the pace for all of this. Um, so on those words, Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us about how data is really changing or how companies can use data to change their engagement and their interaction with customers and what's what what's the changing consumer behavior during COVID. So thanks so much for, uh, for sharing on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to all those, thank you. And to all those who listened to this episode, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, Hopefully I will see you on the next episode. Bye everyone and stay healthy. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. Please subscribe to our channel, Industry Insights by SAP at OpenSAP, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. To learn more about what SAP is doing to help you cope in COVID-19, you can go to sap.com about global health safety and find free access to select SAP software, tools to support your business, and much more. Stay safe, everyone.